You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm always delighted to have you join us here and get into this material with us and into this flow here. And so we have a, a, a repeat guest back here who hopefully will consider us sort of the, his network home here where he can share his wisdom as it continues to evolve and come forward. And when we're talking today with Brent Michael Phillips, who was on the show a while back, call, and so check out that episode if you didn't listen to it, The Science of Healing, because that outlines Brent's work and kind of gets you familiar with it. And then in this one, we're going to talk about the energetics of healing. And so we're really looking at all of those layers of, of how this stuff works, right? Because that's what we get asked all the time. Like, how, yeah, but how does it work, right? Not everyone wants to leap at faith. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, about how that looks and, and how we, you know, to kind of manage the skeptical mind in some of this. I think that that's a big part of what gets in our way sometimes with those healing processes, especially at the energetic level. So Brent, welcome back to the show. I'm excited to be here. This is great. Uh, well, good. Well, we're always excited to have you here. And so so we're going to dive into this concept, like we talked about, the, the healing aspects, of, uh, the energetic aspects of the healing, which sounds kind of silly because we talked about it a little bit on the last one because the science is the energetics, the energetics is the science, right? And, and yeah. but, there, but there's also this kind of belief component, right? Like, like where, 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 how do we kind of merge into these two worlds of the science and the spiritual, right? Like, so, so talk to me about how you handle the, that conversation in sort of the mainstream way. Sure. So one of the things people ask me a lot is Brent, you know, what do you say to convince the skeptics, right? <laughs> how do you basically uh, in terms, I think your audience would appreciate, how do you show people that superpowers can be real? Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. How, how do you talk to people about this? And the, the, the answer is a lot different than, than what you would think. And it, it goes like this. For, for, for those that don't know me, I, I, I won't make you listen to the old show if you don't want to. But long story short, I was <laughs> You're a software nicer than engineer. I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a scientist, an engineer, a rational kind of person. Right. And I destroyed my life with repetitive stress injuries, Lyme disease, chemical poisoning, on and on. And my life blew up. I ended up on permanent disability at 27. And my life was pretty much over uh, until I met this crazy healer lady who introduced me to energy healing. And I experienced a miracle and my, my arm got better and I got my life back. So that's the short mm-hmm. version. And it, it really, it's been my goal to go and reverse engineer these paranormal phenomena, which you might call superpowers, right? Telepathy, bilocation, changing the weather, speeding up time talking to the dead, all that cool stuff, right? <laughs> so All the stuff. Yeah. How, how do we talk to people about that? Given that for most people, that superpowers are something that all happens in the movies or in comic books or cartoons, right? And to, to most people, the, the, the only real people with superpowers lived thousands of years in the past, right? Mm. Like we read about Moses in the Bible, right? <laughs> so how, how do you get people to, to, to open up to this? And I have an answer, but it's a lot different than what you might think. And and it's this, that how people relate to this and what they think about it really has a lot to do with your energy and your beliefs than anything you're saying. And this was surprising to me. And to, to give an example, when I first started my professional practice, 
uh, my, my, my first teacher, her name was Terry. I, I was kind of modeling my business on hers, right? And I started working with clients and I struggled to uh, convince the skeptics. I had people call and I talked to them for like an hour, hour and a half on the phone, trying to convince them that this is real and the greatest thing since sliced bread and they should book a session with me, right? That does not work. I'll just let everyone know right up front. That doesn't it's not, work. It's not the best marketing strategy. It's right. It doesn't work. <laughs> and I talked to Terry about it. I'm like, Terry, what do you do about this? You know, if you're doing like 20 sessions a week, you must be spending like 30 hours on the phone talking to people, right? And she's like, no, Brent, I don't spend any time convincing the skeptics. And I was like, what? How do you do that when you're doing, you know, when you're a professional healer, right? <laughs> Seems like you would spend most of your day convincing the skeptics, right? She's like, nope, never. And because I asked her, what, what should I say to people? She goes, don't worry about that. That's not the right question. The right question is, what is it in your energy what is it that's in your energy that's leading people to give you this skeptical interface? Mm, very she, lovely. Yeah, she turned it back on me and said, Brent, if you really believed in this work, you wouldn't be attracting skeptics. <laughs> and we did some energy healing and released it, and it really worked. I, I spend almost none of my time in the last 20 years or so trying to convince the skeptics. Why? Because... Once you know truly on the inside that it's real, you'll tend not to attract them. Now, do I run into skeptics occasionally? Of course, right? But I don't bother to convince them because most people don't want to know the truth or what's best. Most people want you to agree with what they've already decided, usually on an emotional basis, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love that you're tying it into the, the energetic component into both the the healing, like the healing aspect, but, but on both sides of that coin. And it's, you know, I often say, you know, there's always friction until you have conviction because it, they, that's, that's sure. what that's builds right. our conviction. That's a good saying. Is, I like right? that. Yeah. There, there's going to be friction and, until you have conviction. Yep. And it, it, it's our feedback loop. It's, it's how we know what we're creating, right? That's it's right. sort of how, how we get to see those subtle signals that we can't see inside of ourselves. We get to see the results of them first so that we can then backtrack it, reverse engineer, like you say, yep. um, you know, which, which is why we have this soul connection in our conversation because of that sure. reverse engineering mindset yeah, yeah. Is, is really powerful in this work. Well, we're going to take a quick break here before we do Brent, let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you. Sure. To learn more, to experience this for yourself, check out my website, awakeningdynamics.com. You just go head to awakeningdynamics.com and you should see a big red arrow that says save my seat, save your seat for the next live Healathon webinar, where I'm going to give you an experience of some of these tools of higher dimensional living. Mm, beautiful. Well, what a gift. So go check that out, folks, and make sure you go over to superpowerexperts.com and join us on our community vibe call. Participation has its privileges, folks. I guarantee you that life is a participatory sport. Take action. Some way, somehow, get to know yourself, get to know others, and I promise you it is worth the journey. We will be right back. We're talking today with Brent Michael Phillips, all about the energetics of healing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. 
Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. We're talking all about the energetics of healing today with Brent Michael Phillips. And before the break, you share this great story, Brent, about, about the, the power of recognizing how our own beliefs are informing things. And I, and I, I was giggling a little bit because the, the energetics and the congruency thing, that's what we taught to counter intel agents be, when they asked us to teach lie detection. Because <laughs> it was like, mm, uh, and I'm like, if you don't kind of understand the vibrational sort of subtle spaces, you can't really detect lying, essentially. And then I would contend that while we can truly detect is discrepancy or, or incongruity. And so, so, so that's sort of what, what we were angling at there is like, how do we help them understand exactly what she was walking you through, which was you're, you're creating this. And so unpacking those biases and those um, social identities that come with all of their baggage. And so, so, so you're definitely talking my love language here because I, I, while I'm a, a huge proponent for the faith walk, because I've seen the power and I know the power in it, the avatar that we carry has has programs that run antithetical to that walk. And so it's like getting those two things to marry up, I think, is is, is sort of the creme de la creme that we're looking at, right? The holy grail of this existence. So we can live in this in the world, but not of it sort of atmosphere. And, and so in that space, as you, as you work with your clients and as you, as you healed yourself, the, the healing is, is, is huge. And a lot of times it's the dangle that guides people into it. But in our experience, the ROI is usually so much greater than that. What have been some of the miraculous things other than the immediate healing, right? However, that's defined that, that happened for you as you continue on this path and, and, um, Actually, the really pointedly is is I believe that the teaching of this is, is the next phase for those of us capable of, of of awakening into that and and beyond that, I do think there's a much bigger dangle. Essentially, can you speak to that? Sure, and it's interesting that almost all of us get into this kind of work, right? Energy healing, mind power, spirituality, because we see it as a new way to get what we want in life, right? <laughs> I can get out of pain. I can feel good. I can make money, find love. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's why we get into it, right? Because you go, hey, it's driven by the ego. The ego wants this. This is maybe a way to get what we want, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But th that's sort of the lure. It's what gets us into it, but it's not what keeps us there. Because I, I look at my journey and the journey of my two most important teachers, as well as a lot of my colleagues doing this work. And most of us, went through hell to get to where we, where we are now. Mm -hmm. Most of us had some kind of major crisis in our lives. Usually it's a health or medical crisis, but not always. And came into this work because it, it, it literally helped to save our lives to, to, mm. to, to become functional again. So that's kind of the lure that got it into us, but that's not why I'm continuing to do it 20 years later, right? My, my elbow that was paralyzed by the botched surgery that was fixed a long time ago, right? Um, my computer career is pretty much history. I haven't <laughs> held a, a full-time software job since 2001, right? So why do I keep going back? It's pretty simple. That you just have a much better experience of life. That's really all <laughs> there is to it. I say. It's like, it's far yeah. more fun. <laughs> yeah, it just works a lot better. 
Well, it's funny. It, and, and to be honest, that's really what got me over the the hump, if you will. I mean, remember coming from counter intel, paranoia, right? Like I, I had really, I, my, both of my parents have a very healthy respect slash fear, you know, of, of the world and, and, and ingrained that in me. And then I go into counter intel and all this other stuff. And so that sort of sense was present. And so as this stuff started coming online, I'm not sure anybody could have been more skeptical um, than I was in the experience of it. And and, and that was with having a, 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 at least a religious upbringing, a, a relationship with God in some capacity, a, a paradigm for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so kind of stepping into this space, ultimately what, what I really had to ask myself was like, okay, what if this is all wrong, right? What if it's totally bogus, yeah. all of it, you know, and I just had to kind of break it all down and go, what's the fear that really keeps us from, from going all in with these things. And, and it, it, you know, we break it all down, of course, ultimately the fear of death, but that's, you know, blah, 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 you do all those things. But, but in there was what if it's not correct? And I, and I'm teaching this, right. And I'm sharing it with others. And so, so I forced myself to sit in that and said, okay, well, let's look at when I, when I'm confused or don't have clarity, I look for proof essentially. And I go looking into the projection, just like the example you shared at the beginning of the show, because it'll tell us kind of what, what track we're on if we, if we know how to read it. And, and so I kept seeing like all of the good things that have unfolded in this, like, like, not to be too Pollyanna-ish, but it's like, no, everything's really just better. Like, like it's easier. It's lovinger. Like it's more connection. And, you know, it's like all of the, the yummy good stuff. And, and then what's the downside? The downside is perhaps it's incorrect. And maybe I'll find that out when I die, I guess. I don't know when you would find that out because I'm pretty well convicted at this point that this is the way sure. to go. But, but, but then was like, I don't know, you get to start over or whatever. And, and, and ultimately I had to trace it back to, but still I'm having a delightful time now and people are reporting, enjoying the material. So it's, so it really, sometimes we have to get that sort of elementary with it, I think to say, because otherwise that fear just kind of runs us with no real facts to back it up. Um, you know, it doesn't really, you don't even really know what it is that you're fearing. It's just this idea that it shouldn't be like that. Yep. Um and so I think I think at that point it became less about the skepticism and more about if I'm making up stories anyway, why don't I just make up the good ones, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, really, well, what you just said is really if you had to uh, boil down the law of attraction to what's real, right? Put aside all the nonsense in the secret. Mm-hmm. It's what you just said that you're making up the story, right? Mm-hmm. You might as well make up a good one, huh? <laughs> Well, you know, it, 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 it's it's a weird thing when the reality that you've been living in and that you've been looking at all of a sudden makes no sense. Yeah. And this other thing that once made no sense is like, this actually kind of has its own rationalization. To, like there's logic here, there's balance, there's linearity. Like you start to see the design, but but you really do have to be willing to look for it. And and so, so in your in your work, Brent, in your walk with this, you know, you you're you know a normal guy. You know, you walk around the world. You know, you you have relationships. You have people like like because that's another thing. Like, what you know, how do you do this? How do you exist in the world? Is kind of a question we get asked a lot. And I like to assure people, like, you get to have the stuff too. Can you talk a little bit? To, I mean, did you have any kind of a journey with that as you were going into the awakening and into this work? of what am I going to have to sacrifice? Was that, was that a theme for you? 
Um, it really wasn't at the beginning, be, simply mm-hmm. because I was in such a low place in my life. There wasn't a lot left to give up. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any money. Yeah. I lost my best friend. My, my first wife left me. Right. I, I, I was put on lifetime disability at 27 and told I'd always be in pain. There was no hope of recovery. So mm-hmm. things can always get worse. But I really wasn't concerned about that at first because I didn't have a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. But as things advanced, it has come up. And at the different phases. Yeah, at yeah. different phases. And th- 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 mm-hmm. this is my experience of it. It was really interesting how I actually had a uh, um, someone show up in my life telling me the truth of what I needed to know uh, uh, over a decade before I was able to hear it. Hmm. And it went something like this, that uh, on my journey to recover my health, I saw so many different doctors and healers and therapists and (laughs) practitioners of a million different modalities. Oh gosh, we could talk for like eight hours just on that, right? We won't. Hmm. (laughs) One of them, what was an interesting guy is a doc. He was a medical doctor who was also a licensed acupuncturist and a homeopath which I thought was really interesting. Mm. And that's one of the reasons I went to him. And in one of our (laughs) first sessions, he said, Brent, I got it. Life is really simple. We just need to let go and surrender to the divine. Let everything (laughs) go. Right. Thanks doc. Yeah. And I was there, you know, at the time going, yeah, doc, sure. That's easy for you. Right. You're healthy. You got a great family. You got a thriving practice. You're making money. You own two homes right? I'd surrender to the divine too, if I had your life, right? And, but over time, I started to see he was right. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the reason he had the career and the wife and the family and the money and I didn't, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe there's some cause and effect there. And Mm -hmm. this is what happened to me. I came to the place where I said, okay, universe, you can take anything you want from me, except don't mess with my home and don't mess with my cats. (laughs) That, that was what I came down to. I'm like, I'm willing to surrender the rest, right? But don't don't mess with the roof over my head and don't mess with my kitties and we'll get along. Did you right? actually audibly hear the laughing? I'm just wondering. Like not the at whole, the time. Like, not at the time. But, but I probably did later. And, yeah, and long story short, um, you know, within about two years of that, I, I went bankrupt and nearly lost my home. It was a whole miracle on its own that I did it. <laughs> It's like, and watch of, me. Yeah, and of course, my cats. God's going, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah God's going, hold my beer, right? <laughs> and it's funny because, so I almost lost my home. And then over time, both my cats died. And it was natural, <laughs> right? They had long, wonderful lives, right? They're actually both back with me. Now they reincarnated into new bodies. Aww. But I look and I go, <laughs> I wasn't ready to really let go at that point. Mm-mm, no. I was still no. too much in the ego and that's okay, right? It's um, yeah. spiritual maturity is kind of like chronological age. Is a 40 year old inherently better than a two year old? No, I'd like to think mm-hmm. we all have, you know, we're all equal in terms of our value as people, right? That, mm-hmm. that, that, that an adult is not inherently more valuable or better than a child or vice versa. Mm-mm. Right. We're just different. No. Right. Well, and so, I love so. the grace. Yeah. yeah. I interrupted you. Please finish. No, it's okay. And, and so, the, the spiritual progress as we raise our vibration is similar. You're not better than people that are of a lower vibration. You're just different, right? Mm-hmm. A 60 year old is different than a 20 year old. There's some things one is really good at. The other is going to be bad at, right? Mm-hmm. You want someone responsible to watch your kids. I'd pick the 60 year old, right? Mm-hmm. You, you need someone to dig a ditch in your backyard to do hot physical labor. I want the kid. 
And so it's it's not a matter of being better than people. It's just a, a little different. So when we're willing to let go of everything, then the journey kicks into high gear. That's right. And what and what's so beautiful, and I've, I've spoken about this a little bit here recently, more fervently, because there is there. It seems like more people are awakening to this space where you you hit sort of as you kind of go past the actualization place and start exploring even this the inspired self there's sort of this, this magical thing that occurs where all that fragmentation that you used to experience as you as inside of you sort of gets burst out onto the stage in front of you and you get to find it then in others and and i believe it's what you know for those of you who who are kind of into the messianic tradition i, I believe that's what christ was referring to um, or at least what we attribute to in, in the sense of um, loving God and loving others. It's it's kind of laughable because those two really can't be separated and nor can the love of self because all of that's got to be in there. And right. because you can't really love God without loving others and you can't really love yourself without loving others and blah, 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 and on and on it goes because we are that. And it so it sort of starts twisting the mind a little bit when you start seeing yourself reflected in everybody else. And and it, but it, it speaks to what you're what what you're talking about. If if we can first even wrap our minds around the fact that we don't know, you know, and and just because we think we can place value in certain ways, it's not necessarily accurate. And certainly in the abstract frequency where we're all one, it's it's laughable. Like it doesn't even like the second our daughter was born, it was like, oh geez, like she had this look come over her face, like, mom, you're just not quite ready for that. And she's an infant, and I'm like, oh, yeah, my yeah. Goodness. yeah. And she was, she <laughs> okay. was the mature one, right? That's right. It was like, yeah. oh my, and I still get that look from time to time. She's twelve, you know. And so it's so it's allowing ourselves to be the teachers and the students in every moment is what provides us this really rich experience because that's how you get to know yourself and others. And I don't think that that's voluntary. I think that that's an inevitable part of this evolutionary process. And um, our willingness, like the social unrest and stuff, it was it was funny because I kind of linked those together. And I said, you know, this is nothing compared to how people are going to respond when they realize they've been lied to their whole lives about the very nature of who they are. Yeah. Um, you think that they're upset now. Like, watch what happens when you help them remember who they are. And it's not the anger, it's the power that comes forward in that. And then it's important to remember, like, people are awakening to that. And so, so I like to caution, you know, people, I'm like, pretty much guaranteed you're not the you know, most intuitive person in a room anymore, because so many people, I mean, I watched our daughter in business conferences from age two up with some of the great thought leaders going, um, this is not in integrity, I need to leave the room. I was like, Okay, then, you know, as we walk out the door, because the energetics were out of congruency, and she could feel it. And so it's like, you know, it's really fascinating what's happening. And it's like, if there's any better reason to up your game right now, it's that it's the world's up in there, like, like too many of us sure. are doing it. And so you, you quickly find yourself sort of chasing your own tail. If you're not at least willing to explore some of this stuff, um, it, it becomes a really painful journey. And I suspect it's heating up for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 so funny how we, we learn, uh, we hear over and over that everything's on the inside, right? There's no out, th out there, out there. <laughs> but as you start to see it actually play out that way, it's a little surprising. Uh -huh. We talked at the beginning about how what you believe to be true, you create in your reality. And that's a fact, mm -hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's not some um, airy fairy, just, oh, just think of good things and your life will be perfect. <laughs> but I learned because Terry told me, Brent, there's nothing you can say to convince the skeptics. All you can do is shift your own beliefs and they will convince on their own. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's right. what I experienced. Then we had another experience where uh, I was really worried when I started my business because when Terry used to run classes and practice groups out of her home, she had this problem that people would just stay forever. They didn't want to leave. <laughs> they'd hang yeah. out, they'd sit on her couch, turn on her TV. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you people, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm tired. It's late. I just talked for 10 hours straight, giving you a great class. Get the hell out. I love you, but mm-hmm. leave, right? And she was always dealing with this, complaining about it all the time. So when I started my business, I was really worried about that. Mm. And it never happened. Mm. Another thing she had problems with was she had three people vomit on her couch in one month during Mm. sessions because they brought up a bunch of emotional stuff, right? Mm. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want that to happen. It never happened to me. (laughs) You're like, "Mm, I'm going to work that one out of the system. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Well, because I changed the energy ahead of time. That's right. You changed the program. That's right. And that's, this is the whole point, folks. Listen to this. Like, this is really crucial. Like we are creators. I know that makes some of you uncomfortable, but we really, really are. And, and it, it is okay to say that. And if that's not comfortable, you can say, at least you can know yourself to be creative. Well, where the heck do you think that comes from? Right. right. Like in order to create, like we have to have at least some recognizable creator. It doesn't sure. really matter what you want to assign to that. But if we're not at least willing to entertain the fact that, that, that from whence we came is what we are, then, then, then we are stuck in this hell loop and there's literally nothing we can do about it. And you should just accept the fact that you're going to feel like a victim most of your life, if not all yep. of it. Because until you're re- ready to step into that, that is the only thing that liberates you from that that cycle of, of that continual sort of, you may have a few ups, but then the downs meet up with that. And, it, and it's, it's by design, not out of punishment, but because you literally can't create in these spaces until you are forged and reprogrammed and reimagined so that you can actually operate there. There's an optimization process that occurs. Again, not punishment but we can see why it's been depicted as that it is a necessary part of the process or you can't be there. You fall apart. Like you, your body falls apart. Like your mind falls apart. Like you can't do it there, but it, that's a choice. You don't have to play the advanced courses here. You really don't. There's no obligation, but if you're not interested, then, then set your expectations accordingly. If you want to change the world, then you probably have to start looking at how to up your game and move into those advanced courses, right? So there's some some kind of lo- like just just getting clear about what you're willing to do. Um, I think Brent, your story is a fantastic one of like you you do whatever it takes, and and sometimes it does take being down and out and being like, <laughs> okay, got it, right? My situation was very similar. It was like I cannot be trusted with myself any longer. Yeah. This is not working. Like I've tried, I, I'm, I was chasing spies. I was doing all this sexy stuff, but it was like inside who I was, wasn't, it was just getting worse and, and, and nothing, you know, no thing that the world was giving me was, was making an improvement. And so Brent, I love that you're so willing to share your story and, and, and generous in the work that you do in the world. And so folks, make sure that you go and check that out at awakeningdynamics.com. Save your seat for the, for the next webinar for the healathons that he does over there. Um, Brent, final final notes to people. Let, let's give them something to say, like, a, it's worth it, and let's let's like kind of put our 
big, big kid panties on and, and, and move out into the world and, and with a little bit more gumption. How about that? Sure. So I'll give people a couple of things to move forward. One, I want to give everyone a little advice on superpowers. That that'd be appreciated. <laughs> Perfect. So Absolutely. first is, every, I, I've experienced a lot of superpower kind of things. Uh, I've uh, uh, seen someone walk into one elevator and walk out the other. <laughs> Some kind of teleportation. Terry did that once. Still don't understand it. Uh, you know, I've seen people change the weather, bend time, uh, even mm-hmm. change the past in a limited, in limited way. I can see R as an energy. Uh, you know, I can even read energy at night when there's no light to, 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 to guide yourself. You can tune in intuitively and see it. So right. I've seen all these things, but here's the trick. They never happen when you're striving for them. <laughs> they always happen when you're busy doing something else, right? What, what, one of my right. teachers, she was able to fill up her gas tank using nothing but the power of her mind, but Beautiful. only when she really needed to. So I would say, don't strive too much because most of the yeah. superpower stuff shows up when you're busy focused on something else. It's kind of like Brilliant. falling in love, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's right. hard to decide to fall in love and make it happen. Usually you fall in love when you're busy doing something else and it just kind of happens on its own, right? <laughs> that's right. That's a great yeah. example. So that, yeah. that, that's a little advice for people that want to experience superpowers. You can just it can't be done from the ego. In other words, you you don't get to decide who, when, where, what, how, why, right? That's the the right. universe decides that. You you just Beautiful. show up to have an experience. And um, I would say also, it, we, we have no idea how powerful our own minds are. Mm. And we all live in prisons constructed out of what we think we know. <laughs> so the more things you think you know, the, the more trouble you're going to have in life. Brilliant. And, I love yeah. it. For, and for anyone that would love my help to experience your own superpowers, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to work with you. Just come to the Helathon live webinar. That way I won't just talk to you about it. I want to do some interactive processes so you can experience this for yourself. Brilliant. Because well, someone, that, cool. yeah, someone that comes in with claims about superpowers, you should be skeptical. <laughs> but show you up should. with an open mind and have your own experience and then make your decisions based on what you experience. Not what other people that's have told it. you, right? That's right. There's no, there's no substitute for direct experience. And you're not, you're not going to truly believe it, quote unquote, otherwise, because it's that's a right. cellular belief is a cellular process and that's a game and, and you have to have that conviction. So I love that. Absolutely verify folks. You, you, you need to play with this stuff, but that, that means going into action. So take friends advice, get busy doing something, set yourself on a course of self-discovery, take some classes. Get yep. engaged in a program. Do do what it is that your heart's calling you into doing, and then and then from there it starts to open up a little bit differently, and and that creates the space where spirit can move. Um, it can't move if you're if you if you've got like white knuckle grip on things. So Brett, thank you so much. You and I could probably talk all day long. We so appreciate Absolutely. you back on the show, and uh, we look forward to many more conversations. And all of you out there, we love you all. Love each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.